all of a sudden it's like running's back. Do you guys feel like now there's this whole like thing where we're kind of running around like they'll be here in like an hour mm. where you we're like oh my god running's back. Running is <laughs> yeah, back. I do. Get, we're in races are back. Like get, get your <laughs> shoes on. We got to go. Let's go. Like it's like this let's go. You're listening to Runner's Block, a Two Gomers podcast about regular people chasing big goals by confronting one barrier at a time. This is episode nine. I self-sabotage. For the week of May 2nd, 2021. Block. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, with my friend Steven, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. Hey, dude. Hey, man. So, just had my birthday. We talked about that the last couple episodes. <laughs> Are you one of these birthday month people? No. You know, like they're no. like, hey, it's my birthday month. It's my birth month. No. But you probably celebrate the whole week, right? Like, or a weekend. Like, we'll sometimes do like birthday weekend and then you get to do several oh, sure. things over a lot of days. Yeah. Yeah. You, yep. I mean, we're going to talk about self-sabotage in a minute mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Probably sabotage an entire week's worth of calories. <laughs> like, and my birthday this week was on a Thursday. So okay, basically yeah. that means long weekend. Thursday night, you're mm-hmm. going to eat bad. Well, all day Thursday. Then Friday, you know, it's a Sabbath pleasure stack. Yep. Oh, it's Saturday. Yeah. This is my birthday weekend. Then Sunday, well, you got to go out after church. And then you're like, okay, well, now it's because we always start fasting. We do like a, a weekly fast on Sunday night to Monday night. So that right. just like resets it all. And I'm like, yep. dang. But anyways, birthday, mm. that means one thing. What's that? Annual physical. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, man. So I actually had that this morning. Okay. They got to check everything, make sure how you're doing, all that stuff. And you're turning your head and coughing, I'm assuming. Right. Actually, they didn't do that. Uh, I sound disappointed. That didn't didn't mean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Dang it. They didn't do a ton of stuff that I thought they were going to do. And I actually did say, I was like, so are you guys done? Like, you don't like we're cool. (laughs) Yeah. But they drew lots of blood. Yeah. They didn't do that. I miss it. Okay. (laughs) But they did, I, I took blood, you know, mm-hmm. I always get nervous about that. Like, I'm always afraid I'm going to pass out or something like that. But Okay, yeah, didn't. Anyways, go. something I was curious about is uh-huh. when you've got that physical coming up or you're gonna yeah. just going to go to the doctor or you have to make an appointment, do you ever want to be healthy or try to be healthy? It's the same thing with the dentist where like right. weeks before, the week before, you know, you try to shed a couple... Or you try to lift some weights, or you go into not, the dentist and your gums are all bloody because yeah, yeah. So you, you haven't try been to start flossing flo- at all, flossing <laughs> a few weeks day. before, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you're not fooling anybody, right? right? I think mm-hmm. the point is that they're able to see how healthy you are in general. But I see what mm-hmm. you mean. Like, 
oh, I'm going to get a physical. That's interesting to me then that you have it around your birthday. Truth be told, behind the scenes, this is the first time this has ever happened. I'm, I'm pretending. <laughs> it just lined up perfectly. You I totally don't... set it up <laughs> like it was an annual. You said annual. I know. Well, this is it. This is my new first thing. Annual. Okay, We had the first it. annual birthday quarter marathon. Yep. You're going to start doing that. Unkar Plut, right? Mm-hmm. You did one quarter portion. One quarter portion. Wait a minute. The Unkar Plod. We're, we're, we're landing on something Ooh. here. This could be like mm. a, a trademark. The Unkar Plod. Mm-hmm. It's a quarter marathon, an annual, a new annual yes. race at Disney. That's it. And it's right on my birthday. <laughs> it works perfect. But these are good things. Okay. Like you're, you're getting everything checked out, which is cool. Mm-hmm preventative i told my doctor Mm. about the stuff we've got going on here i saw her two months ago because honestly Mm. i hadn't been to the doctor in like over a year and a half okay yeah and just needed to get some stuff checked out just needed to talk to her and all that stuff yeah so i was just wondering though if anybody else feels like that like i was Mm. talking to aaron about that last night it's like there is a little bit of dread sometimes about setting up that doctor's appointment yeah. Where you, you, I don't know. I don't know what it is if I want to be healthy when I go see the doctor. It seems like when you're sick or, or the, or the way you are, you should go see the doctor. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. You don't want to bring your car into the mechanic when it's running great. I don't know, look at this thing. Like, well, that definitely wasn't a problem. I was like, I have this here, like this weird bug bite <laughs> and like my hip sort of hurts because of my dog. I had, you know. Yeah. You get to talk about all that. Everything that ails you. <laughs> there's there's some ailments. <laughs> For sure. You've with aging a long bods. list. Oh, my gosh. Okay, one last thing. She was like, so, you know, like, as you approach getting older, you know, your body starts doing different mm-hmm. things. And now we need to start going into preventative measures. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. so we were talking about cholesterol again. I mean, cholesterol has been a backstory of this pod for me since the beginning just because that kind of runs in my family so i'm really curious to get those results because i'm back to getting healthy and all that stuff but she's like let's talk about blood pressure let's talk about this so these are all things that that the 40 plus people can can relate to i'm sure for all of our millennial and gen z listeners it's coming (laughs) i know like when people are young it's gonna happen this crap is gonna happen dudes yeah so enjoy it get used to it Wait, oh yeah, enjoy it. That's what I mean. Enjoy it. <laughs> Youth is wasted on the young, right? Definitely. So we have a running coach coming yes. on, Laura. Yep. Totally mm-hmm. amazing. We're going to talk about self-sabotage. Yep. I'm curious about your self-sabotaging. My main self-sabotaging is yeah. staying up too late. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then the morning you're like, dang it. Why did I do that? <laughs> yes. Do you have any main self saboteurs? I, I think it's I think it's how many times I have to say this. I think it's sugar. Sugar. I just I, I just sabotage myself with sugar. We're we're talking. We, I love this because once we get to the interview, we already did the interview. It's very like inner monologue stuff, like internal yep. mental stuff. You and I are right now talking about very physical things. Staying up mm-hmm. too late and eating too much sugar. Right. That's how we sabotage ourselves. But I I totally agree. It's always something that you're like, why did I just do that? Right. Why did I do it? Why did I do it? It's the Louis Giglio. I deserve it. Why did I do mm-hmm. it? I deserve yep. it. I deserve to stay up late. In the morning, yep. you're like, why did I do that? 
Yeah. So one last thing. Mm. And I don't know if you have any weekend review chat, but I wanted to ask you. I was on the Instagrams. Yes. And I saw what looked in an Insta story like a non-gomer took over our Insta story and was running on his bike, riding on his bike, looking all cut. And I was like, Steven, dude, no gomer here. You sounded a little offended in your DM to me like, you're holding back. Give me your tips. You're holding back. You're holding me back. He's jealous. He's holding me back. The weird thing is when we DM our professional account from our With own our personal <laughs> accounts, I never know if you're going to actually get it. I know. And like, am I talking to myself? It's very weird. Very meta. But I was yeah. like, what are you holding back, dude? Give me okay. your secrets. So it's it's nothing like that. I mean, it's kind of embarrassing. So I'll try, I'll try okay. to break it down for you real quick. Okay. Um, so, you know, we're get, like you just said, we're getting old, right? Mm-hmm. And so... What I've been noticing is that even though I'm running a lot, yep, I've still got that spare, that spare, like I, it's that spare tire is there, right? Right. And so I was looking at like, how do I lose this? What mm-hmm. are some ways that a runner, if a runner has hit a plateau in their weight loss, how do you get there? And so then everything that I was reading was you should add some weights, some mm. strength training, okay, into your like mix it up a little bit with a bike. But Jazz also add some Zadrans. strength training. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. So then there's this other part where I'm realizing I think I'm just at this point where that may never disappear. The dad bod. It's just going to sure. always be with me. Unless I pull like a Chris Pratt or a Paul Rudd or a Kumail Nanjiani and get cast in a Marvel movie. And so then you get five strength trainers assigned to you and you only Whoa. eat. They chicken breasts. Yeah, they get paid to do that stuff. <laughs> right, exactly. And I don't. And so I'm like, this is just something I'm going to have to probably accept. And in that case, I need to really press into the optical illusion mm. of being thinner. Okay, so there's two okay. things that I do. One is that I talked <laughs> about mean this. in pictures. In pictures. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. The <laughs> Like, I talked about this in my Gomer's Favorite Things where I finally found a shirt that fits and creates okay. the optical illusion of no dad bod. And that's mm-hmm, like a mm-hmm. shirt that I've got one on right now. It's fits snug around the arm and chest. Yeah. You need, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm currently not wearing that shirt. I'm kind of wearing a longer sleeved short sleeve shirt, but yep. you're right. You need a shorter sleeve shirt Yep. where the sleeves aren't too billowy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, uh, too, too big makes you look big, right? So you've got to find, the tight around the top, and then a little bit of space. Not too much space, because you don't want it to look like a high-belted skirt that you're wearing. But, like, a little bit of more space around where I carry my weight, stomach, sides, and lower back. <laughs> lower back. It's, like, it's like I'm a kangaroo, but instead of, like, a kangaroo baby, it's, like, remnants of ch- cheddar jalapeno Cheetos from years past. Oh, yum. Talk about Jeez. self-sabotage. Yeah. Seeing okay. those. That's optical illusion number one. The other optical illusion, and I am a, you know this about me, I am a longtime disciple of the eminent sage Jillian Michaels. Yep. And I think either in level two or level three of 30 Day Shred, it's like I'm <laughs> quoting scripture. <laughs> about, about at the 45 minute and 12 second, I don't know. She talks about this. Um, I don't know if she uses this word, but like the optical illusion of the triangle. 
Mm. Where if you broaden the shoulder, that creates an optical illusion of okay. because th- that's broader. If you if you strengthen oh, the sure. shoulder and arm, that makes your waist look thinner. Mm-hmm. So I was like, aha, here's what I'll do. While I'm on my exercise bike, which I do three days a week, so yep. I run four times and bike three times, I'm going to start lifting some weights. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking around the house because I don't, we're not, I don't have like a bunch of weights. Right. So Plus I did unearth moving, some weights. So everything's in boxes and stuff. <laughs> right, exactly. I found <laughs> two four-pound weights. People are probably yep. like, come on. But, dude, these things are friggin' heavy. And so every other mile that I'm biking, I'm also lifting. Oh, okay, yeah. So I bike a mile. Mm-hmm. By the way, I have no idea if this is what you're supposed to do. Mm. We have a running coach coming up. Listen to her. Don't listen to me. But you asked, so this is what right, I right, do. Right. Yep. So I bike a mile, and then my second mile, I'm doing shoulder presses. Mm-hmm. I don't even think that's like, a shoulder press, dude. It's not. What is it I then? I'm just lift. I'm 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 lifting all the I'm lifting if all only the way this was on over video. my head. It's not on video, unfortunately. But you, know, I hold them. I hold them to the side, like shoulder. Yep. Yep. Okay. Maybe more it is. like I don't know. ear ear height, and then I go all the way up and down, all the way up oh, and down. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. I bike another mile without doing that, and then yep. I bike a mile doing curls with them. Oh, cool. And then I just that's the rotation. I don't know if this is what you're supposed to do. Well, no, but here's the thing. It doesn't yeah. matter if it is or isn't. It's working, man. You know what I mean? So well, like, yeah, when something's working, you know, it's doing something. The two thing, the two benefits of this strategy is I'm multitasking. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lift weights, just lifting weights. Right. Baby so toy. I'm biking anyway. So I might yep. as well do that. I save time. Mm. Um, and I I have lowered my weight plateau over the past month or so. Cool. By two or three pounds. Is that a new word that we've never used before that I just made up? You know what I mean by the weight plateau where you're like, you basically know how much you weigh, even though it's like two pounds over, two under. Yeah. So yeah. I've lowered that like average. This okay. is how much I weigh by a couple pounds over the last month. So something I do think is working. Nice. Well, it was it was impressive. Impressive. Most impressive. And the other thing was those were some short shorts, dude. I have three pairs of those. <laughs> Felt good at the time. May delete later. <laughs> so I like I said, I have six I have six of this shirt that this one shirt that fits me in different colors. And I have three pairs of those short shorts that you just find what works. That's great. I was thinking about that, dude, because, you know, I'm around a lot of people that, um, you know, wear tight jeans and Mm, are kind of like cool looking people. So like the trendy Atlantan. Yeah, the trend. Totally. Yeah. You go to Superica or something like that. You're like, wow. So (laughs) you wouldn't when you move there or you start hanging out with those people, you you, you're all baggy. And then just by osmosis, Mm -hmm. by. You know, you you end up fitting with the culture around you, sort of. You know what I mean? Sure. Kind of adapt. Yeah. Now I don't even think about it anymore. My jeans are nice and tight. <laughs> well, I would I would say I want our listener to hear. There mm-hmm. is a difference between the slim and the tight, right? I don't think I'm a tight jeans guy. Oh no 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 no. But I'm a sl- I, I have become a slim mm-hmm. jean person. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and even I, I, I think tapered. the Fab Five, they would agree with us. That's okay for us, right? You you find the mm-hmm. right fit in the jean and the shirt, and then and then that's a fashion forward look, for sure. <laughs> I am not I am not a weights person, and I'm also not a fashion person. So don't take any of this advice I am giving too seriously. <laughs> well, but my point was also I've been hearing though that the 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 baggier jean is coming back, and I'm starting to see it in the cool people. Uh, I'm like, oh, I see. No, yeah. But the thing is. You're around the, the my whole point is that your shorts, honestly, to me, <laughs> like I don't think I can wear those. They look really cool. This is not a diss. Please understand. I understand. What I'm saying is you're around a lot of people that are running all the time. And so yeah. you see this. And mm-hmm. so my right. dude, my shorts are still the old Gomer Billow, like super billow. Yeah, the BAP factor is high. We talk about that coming up, I think, in it or we no, we talked about that in the gear episode. Yeah, the gear episode. The yep. bat factor. <laughs> There's Flapping a lot of bapping still. <laughs> so you're around a lot in that in that community. You're around yeah. a lot of people that are svelte. So you so you have adapted well. You looked great. Way to go, man. Most impressive. You should see the length of some of these shorts that I'm running by. I oh, mean, that's they're, what they're, I'm talking you about. Wouldn't even, you wouldn't even count them as shorts. These are... So, yeah, you're right. It's contextual. You have to take in the yes. context and the mm-hmm. environment to mm-hmm. know what is. I, I did realize after I forced Noah to make that boomerang of me riding on the bike, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, you can see that white upper thigh quite well in this video. And for those that are like, I want to see that. Sorry, it's been taken down. Yep, 24 hours. It's gone. <laughs> All right, dude, let's go right into the block. Let's do it. All right. 400 years ago on the planet Earth, workers who felt their livelihood threatened by automation flung their wooden shoes called sabots into the machines to stop them. Hence the word sabotage. Hey, Laura, how's it going down there in Florida? Can't wait to talk to you, hear about some blocks. And maybe you can even give us some running coaching advice, please. We need help. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, Laura looks, uh, there's plenty of glee over there <laughs> on Laura's face. <laughs> um, guest time, block time. Oh, we love the guests. And I think this, th- yes. so this is our first running coach guest on Runner's Block. Whoa. We had the Brad long ago. Mm-hmm. But this is uh, in our new iteration. Runner's block. So this is Laura. Hi, Laura. Hi, guys. Welcome to Runner's Block. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Longtime fan of the pod. Aw, that's nice. (laughs) So uh, I'll go through your bio real quick. This is partially off of Instagram and partially (laughs) off of what we just, we had a nice conversation before this. So you are a running coach. Mm-hmm. You are a Pilates instructor. It sounds like you're kind of between instructions today and this week. Yes. You're fitting us in between Pilates. Yes. You could do Pilates during the recording. That would be cool. How do you know I'm not? Right. <laughs> <laughs> could be squeezing a ball right now. <laughs> I, okay. True Gomer confession. I don't even know what Pilates is. I'm so sorry. Squeezing a ball. <laughs> I just heard. Okay. Just squeezing a ball. Okay. <laughs> Um, you're also a professional actor yes. of stage and screen or primarily stage? Primarily stage. I have done a little bit of screen work um, here and there, but primarily stage and primarily Shakespeare 
right. is what my specialty is. I think I just saw a picture of you in costume for Tartuffe, right? Yes, that was one of the last shows I did before the, the shutdown. Okay, yeah, in New York, right? In New York, yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Um, we probably could have, I mean, we're so curious about that. We want to talk to you all about that. We can't right now because we got to get to running <laughs> stuff, but that's incredible. You also, okay, sorry. I can't not ask you about this. <laughs> Your Twitter bio says actor, runner, and Disney lover. Yes. Mm. Um, <laughs> so my, I guess my question is like, is it like movies? Is it parks? What, what, where is the Disney love here? It's everything. I have okay. more Mickey ears than one should probably own. <laughs> mm-hmm. I go to the parks multiple times a year. Well, especially now because I'm so, so close to the parks. Yeah, so oh, close to the gosh. parks. And I, I honestly, I, you know, kind of talking to you guys prior, if, if it weren't for Disney, I probably would have fallen off the whole running bandwagon. I wouldn't have continued with it. It's where I met my people. It's where I met my community. It's, you know, we'll talk obviously about it, but the run Disney community, it, it kind of changed my life. It kind of saved me a little bit. So once I got into the run Disney community, that was it. It was like, I got a Disney Visa card. I was like, <laughs> like, like it's just it's crazy. I just, I, yeah, my love for Disney goes so deep. But I'm also a Disney kid. I mean, I'm of the generation that remembers when we were lucky enough for those two weeks in the summer that you'd get that like Disney Channel preview, yeah. but your parents mm. didn't want to pay the full price mm-hmm. for it, so you only yes. got those two weeks. Yep. And I went as a kid. I I was in the marching band, and so we went to Disney. Mm. Huge. All the time. Huge, yep. huge, yes. huge, huge, huge. Um, did I, in fact I have my I still have my Disney um, music days pin that I keep very <laughs> close to me because um, mm. I, I'm I'm a proud French horn and trumpet player. So I I love Disney with all of my heart. And when people say to me, Oh my god, you're um you're an adult, you're 38, and you still love Disney this way, and I always remind them, I'm like, you know, I went to school and got two degrees in theater, and yeah. I <laughs> I dress up for a living, so I don't know why it's so odd to people. That I would also <laughs> love something like Disney at this point in my life because I, I play pretend for a living. So, yeah, Well, you're, you're in good it. company, and I think you know that. Anthony and I yes. are big Parks fans for sure. I oh, mean, yeah. Deep, ingrained. Yes. Disney. I mean, Disney Plus is probably the most watched streaming platform right now oh. in our house. I don't know what you think, Anthony. Is that true for you? Yeah. Well, I was going to say we, we do this kind of like thought experiment every now and then. Imagine you're eight and somebody like gives you Disney Plus. Like, could you oh. imagine how your mind would blow up, right? I, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about it right now, and I'm thinking about how my mind blew up over those two free weeks of Disney Channel oh, in yeah. the summer. Right. Right. Our VCR yeah. was always like constant recording, right? Like the yes. constant recording that Disney yes. free two weeks just You're just because. swapping out tapes. Like every year to have Disney tapes. Plus. You're watching those Disney original movies like Bye Bye Miss Fourth of July or Danger Bay, which was like my favorite Disney like (laughs) show drama sitcoms show like thing that they had. I I go deep. I go deep with Mm -hmm. my Disney love. And if I were a kid right now, I mean, what the parks have to offer. I'm a Star Wars fan, so Mm -hmm. if as a kid, if I went to Galaxy's Edge. 
Mm. I don't, I feel like maybe I will, would have peaked at that point. That mm. would have, that would have been, <laughs> that would have been it. That sure. I mean, th- th- like, that's how I felt last year. I was like, I will yeah. never be in anywhere cooler than this. Oh yeah. It's, it's fake. It's created to make me feel that way. Yeah. But I was like, the Grand Canyon? <laughs> Compared to this. Know, right? I'm like, Cinque Terre in Italy? Please. I'm like, Forget not when it. I got Epcot. I got Epcot. I don't need your, I don't need right, your Paris exactly. and Italy. I've got soaring around the world. My ultimate bucket list is, although I, I, it looks like Spaceship Earth is currently closed. Is that true? The big I think reopened I, now. Did it, it is Rio. I, I wrote it just this past week, so it, it, okay. it definitely is Rio. Because oh I also have okay, a, um, an obsession with animatronics. Mm-hmm. You mm. put animatronics in a ride, I am there. Yes. Wait yes. time, two hours, I'm there. I'm mm-hmm. there. Right. So, yeah. But okay, that makes birth, yeah. me so happy because my, like, <laughs> my bucket list item is I get a mattress... And I get two chairs at Spaceship Earth, and I get to spend the whole day in there. I sleep in there. I like I because you know how it's this one train that just goes around and around. That's okay. It's li- I, I, I I have to ask you then two questions about just okay. because we're quickly on this topic of Spaceship yep. Earth. Yep. Future Anthony here. We talk about Disney for a really long time now. We're gonna send that over to the bonus disc. We really wanted to get to Laura's amazing running stuff, so we're gonna cut to that now. All right. Okay. <laughs> Great Disney chat. We got to get to some running stop. stuff. Yeah, we have to slow down. We get so a running this, coach this, on here, and we talk about Disney. Yeah, I Dang. know. <laughs> what a surprise! <laughs> so, I love it. a couple a couple reasons why we wanted to have you on, Laura. One is one is because there's some amazing tips that you had for people like us that have a race coming up in the fall or winter that we want to get to. But as we were kind of interacting around that, you said this word. In one of our direct messages. And and the term was self-sabotage. That you said, I often self-sabotage when I'm in the middle of racing or, or training or kind of in general. And I was like, incredible. Like, I do that too. Mm-hmm. An- oh, yeah. Anthony and I have so many conversations about how we do that. Uh-huh. And we really thought, oh, th- this is an amazing block that we could talk about that our listeners we think will really relate to. And so I'm sorry, I'm wondering if maybe we could start just by maybe you telling us a little bit about what that word means to you in your running, how that plays out in your real life and in your running, and then kind of help me and Anthony understand what that means. Mm-hmm. I would like, I have some thoughts on how that plays out in my life. Anthony, you might also. Definitely. So let's start with that. When you, when, when you say or think of that word self-sabotage, can you Help us unpack that a little bit. Yeah, you know, I love that you use the term often. That's such a sweet word because I feel like I'm way more self-sabotage myself on maybe an hourly basis when it comes mm, okay. to my training, my own personal training. You know, uh, people pay me to coach them and I definitely work with them throughout their own self-sabotage. But for my own personal practice, it's something that before I used to say to myself, wow, I was very aware of how how I was my own personal best negotiator. I would negotiate mm. myself out of everything in my training. Out of, I would yeah, say okay. out of, yeah, yeah. It would be like, oh, you know what? It's like down here in Florida, for instance, you really need to get up early to beat this heat, to beat this mm. sun. But I will sit there in the morning. I'll be like, you need your coffee. 
Mm-hmm. There's, mm-hmm. you know what? The sun's not bad. You're just going to sweat a little bit more. It'll be fine. You'll be fine. Wait till 10. Wait till 10. Ooh. Oh, in fact, you could wait until 5. There are 24 hours in the day. Why don't you just wait till 11 p.m.? <laughs> and so I would start going down this path, and I realized, oh, my God, I continually self-sabotage my daily goals because I talk myself out of them or I convince myself that I have all these extra pockets of time in my day that I can mm-hmm. squeeze it in. I'll do that. You know, I think we've all been in, in a place where when we're losing sleep at night, we start analyzing each hour. You're like, okay, if I fall asleep right now, I still have exactly four hours right. and that'll be that, you know, and then <laughs> yeah. you, you start talking yourself in each one. And that's what happens with my day. As I look at my training plan, I start to go, oh, you you don't need to do this at, at eight in the morning. You can do this at 10, do this in two hours. And uh-huh. then in, in the, in the space of that two hours, I'm like, what, what did I do that was so productive in this two hours that warranted me pushing that run off by two hours? I should have just got up, got, got it done, got my day started. But I, I find myself doing that so so much and it's it's a habit that I am continually trying to break. I'm very self-aware. So would you say that it's primarily in the pushing back? Anthony, I know you and I have talked about procrastination. Yep. Right? <laughs> I I don't know, Anthony, I'm connecting with this like the future, even if it's 2 hours in the future, always seems easier. Uh-huh. <laughs> than right. I'll do present. it when I get to it. Like uh-huh. you, you actually posted that Laura just a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. You were having a coffee and you were like, "Dang it!" You know the Florida sun is up again, or something to that yeah, effect. I, and I yes, wrote yes. to you, I was like, "The amount of times I've done that, specifically in Florida, yes. I can't even count." And then what would happen to me, at least? So it sounds like 10 a.m. hits and you still do it. When 10 a.m. would hit for me, I'd be like, "Screw it." Can't okay. now I can't. So you've you've got one you've got one layer and that's it. It's like okay, fine. And yeah, there's probably a part of you, a part of me at least in the background that's like, if I push it, then I know I actually won't do it. So I'll procrastinate it and then not do oh, it, yeah. and I'll procrastinate oh. knowing it's going to actually get me out of having to do it or something. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm absolutely the same way. And then I will do that thing in the evening. Where I was actually telling Annie, I was like, it's like I'm 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 like the best personal snake oil salesman to myself. Mm-hmm. Where I'll be wow. like, that's okay that you didn't get that run in. It's fine. Yeah. Listen, your body your body needed this rest. Oh, you've taken five days of rest. You actually needed this day of rest, <laughs> see, because because it's gonna get better tomorrow. It's like I'm coming in like the Music Man. I'm like, wow, Here, here's yeah. what we're gonna do. We're gonna, you know, I am just. I do that to myself and then try to make myself feel better at the end mm-hmm. of the day. And it's, it's, and then it becomes just this cycle. And, and look, I, I admit I have been, um, I've been a procrastinator, a professional procrastinator since I was at least in sixth grade. Once mm-hmm. homework hit, professional <laughs> procrastinator, like 100%. So I, I come by it honestly, but man, it really, it takes a toll, especially when I'm like, Laura, you've got goals in the fall. Get it together. Get, yeah. get Start getting your, getting it together yes. now. Yep. I also do that thing where I get upset with myself because the thing is, I have, I've been really good at training in the past. I really, like, I 
have such wonderful memories of like the New York City Marathon training mm-hmm. and, and like those things mm-hmm. where I was like, wow, you really nailed it. And then that becomes a vicious cycle of me saying, why can't you get back to that place where you were so good at your training? Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, what's wrong? Do you have no willpower? Like I, mm-hmm. I'll start to then beat up on myself. And again, it just it is this this whole self-sabotage of in all aspects of it so yeah and and it sounds like it leads to not doing the training right like inconsistency okay that's good yeah yeah so I mean right now and of course we'll talk about what base training means I have been well I feel like I've for a year and a couple of months have been in some some place of base training but it's been it's been difficult in that I know what it takes to create a plan because I do it for others. This is why run coach, coaches don't coach themselves. We have our own special group sure. of people that coach us because sure. we can't coach ourselves because yeah. we'll talk ourselves out of our own yeah, training. It's like therapists need their own <laughs> therapists, right? Like yeah, exactly. Psychiatrists need to go to their own. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'd never follow my plan. I'd be like, what's this coach wanting me to do right now? So um, <laughs> it's just I've been in this place of base training, and now I'm looking at these fall races, the, these goals that I have, and I'm like trying to remind myself, how, how did I do that? before how did how did I wake up and and do what was on my training plan like uh, how does my body do that again and and so that's where I am right now and I'm I'm very much trying to get create some good habits Mm -hmm. and and stick with them as best I can knowing that life happens when you're training for you know these big races and being flexible but not so flexible that I don't don't do any of the work (laughs) yeah I'm just like well I I love this thing about the negotiator. Like, mm-hmm. I want to really think about that a lot in the future. Like, because it's almost like there's two selves. There's like the self that's going to do good things. I mean, what, like maybe even the two angel, the angel and the demon. Yes. You know, but like mm-hmm. imagine they're both you. I mean, if we were going to use like a <laughs> spiritual description, be like the old you and the new you or something like that. Right. And so you've yeah. got. Yes. Or, or like in Seinfeld language, there's night Jerry and there's morning Jerry. Night guy wants to stay up late. What about getting up after five hours sleep? Oh, that's morning guy's problem. That's not my problem. So like <laughs> they're both negotiating with each other. And like, is there a way you can help or we could help the good one win more? You know what I mean? Like in that negotiation. <laughs> yeah, Anthony, we've talked so much over the past 12 years and probably before that about inner monologue. Yeah. And just the ways we talk to ourselves. Mm, mm-hmm. The negotiator. Right. We wanted to do a bonus <laughs> disc just on the inner monologue, right? Um, and, and so for, for me, I like, I like thinking about what is, what is the inner monologue that is most able to keep me on the couch, right? And, and I think for I've been really working hard on procrastination for the past decade in my life. And Mm -hmm. uh, I think to a certain extent that's gotten better, but I know there are ways that I justify not running Mm -hmm. just inside myself. And then having not run, I justify that. I really liked that about what you were saying, Laura, (laughs) like there's this, like, there's this part of you that self-sabotages the run throughout the day. So you don't get to it. And then at the end of the day or at the end of five days, you're like just grasping for ways to justify that so that I won't feel 
bad bad i don't know if that's right i don't want to we talked about shame and guilt right a a couple episodes ago with hack and so i don't want to become shameful about that but i also don't want to push it away so i never actually interact with the fact that i should have done something that i didn't well one of the things that i i have my runners do my my clients that i'm coaching is Basically, when I coach them, I every Sunday, I will do, I, they get their plan. They get uh, month to month. We do it month to month because I have this thing as a run coach. I don't want to give them this massive plan. And then they're already anticipating that 18-mile run that's mm. months from now. Yeah, and they're wow. going, well, right. I, I don't even know how I'm ever going to do So we take it, you know, small steps by small steps. And every Sunday, I text them a full, like, here's more detail about each one of your runs that we have this week, but I always have them sit down with themselves at the beginning of the week and go through each of these days. Some days it'll only be strength training. Some days it will be actual mileage, but I say, I want you to talk to yourself about why the why, why is it actually so important that you get out there and you do that run? Why? Mm -hmm. Because really in the grand scheme of things, You don't have to if you don't want to. You don't have to do any of this. And to remember, and I I was actually saying this to myself on the run today because it was, you know, almost 90 degrees. I kept reminding myself how fortunate it is that I have come out of a year like we've come out of, healthy, strong, with my legs still going one foot in front of the other. Mm -hmm. And that idea of not it being something that I have to do, because I really don't have to if I don't want to, but what a gift. It's something I get to do every day. Mm -hmm. And there's Mm -hmm. a a gazillion people in this world that would trade places with me in a heartbeat. So trying to go back to my why every, for for every single moment of my training. So if it's like, Oh, 20 minutes of strength training, but yeah, but why is it so important that I get this done today for myself? And I, I have a lot of moms that I coach mm-hmm. and a lot of parents and, and why is it important that you, you give yourself 20 minutes, I'm 20 minutes of strength training. That's all that's on the plan for you today. And, and believing that you're absolutely worth it. That, you know, the, you're as a parent, your world is not, it's not going to come crumbling down because you took 20 minutes to say, you know what, I'm worth this moment and I'll actually be, I'll have more energy <laughs> to yeah. deal with my children if I give myself this time to like, just go do and be in this moment with myself. Yes. So I got to, I got to tell myself that as well, yeah. but <laughs> I'm, I'm much better at giving it, giving it out than, than actually sure. listening to it myself. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. that's amazing. I mean, yeah. like, I find it's fun. Like, you can tell somebody else to do something, but it's hard to tell yourself to do something. And so, okay, one thing I love that you said. So we've got the negotiator. That's that's new Gomer Cannon already. Um, <laughs> yes, definitely. Then there's the Sunday plan. We've mm-hmm. been talking actually quite a bit about that on podcast and off podcast, like the idea of like a schedule and like kind of knowing what to look forward. So I like this like broad overview of like, this is what your week's going to look like. And then Mm -hmm. obviously you have to actually implement that. Mm -hmm. But you posted this thing. We might've mentioned it earlier though, about races coming up in the fall. We need to start Mm -hmm. working on now. And so Mm. you, you did this post and you set out basically some, some great tips. And I was wondering if you could kind of walk us through that a little bit as we are thinking about 
Uh, I mean, like me, I'm kind of getting back into it. And Stephen and I are going to do this together for the first time in a really long time. If you could talk us through some of those tips and what we might look forward to in the next six months. Right, because the negotiator seems especially strong when your race is super far away. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. And so we haven't make it. Snake right, oil. We selling snake oil. We, You'll make it. <laughs> you can pull we, that we out of your butt. We haven't quite figured out how to have this conversation, right? Like, what are we supposed to actually be doing now when our race isn't until maybe six or eight months out even? Yeah. Um, so that really popped for me, too, that there are actual practical things <laughs> I can be doing now to defeat that negotiator. That seems pretty cool. Well, yes. Okay. So I, okay, I personally love what I call and what a lot of my coaching friends call base training. Uh So basically when I was taking uh, my run coaching certification, they kept bringing up this fact that if you have a training plan that's about to start, Mm -hmm. you want to try to go into your training plan the strongest and healthiest that you can be. What you don't want to do, which I am am, am personal experience is the week before a training plan is supposed to start, go, Oh, God, I gotta start training for a marathon next uh-huh. week. You know what? Yeah. I'm eating salads this week. We're gonna do a couple <laughs> three milers. Get my body into it. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, we've all been there. We're like, that starts next week. But man, I better get into it now. Because um, a training plan in, often starts with, like, you should be you able know, to run three miles. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, right. Those, yes. those lower yep. mileage. Yep. So it's it's tricky because you think, well it starts off slow anyway. It's usually marathons anywhere mm-hmm. from, you know, 20 or 20 plus weeks, depending on what program you're using. Yeah. But the base training is about setting yourself up for as much success as one can have during mm-hmm. a marathon or a long distance training plan. We all know, again, life happens when that, when you're training for those goals, but you start either now, you would be like a month or so out for most fall races. Um, I know the Disney races, although they haven't been announced yet. Um, let's say you're doing Dopey. Let's say you're doing Goofy Challenge yeah, for goofy. the January. <laughs> yes. Um, that starts in two months. Right. That training begins in two months. So okay, that's yeah. not that that that's not too too far away. And so now you're looking at okay. I'm going to start working on a lot of things as a, in base training. Consistency, getting uh-huh. back into the habit of sure. what does it feel like to yeah. run um, multiple times in a week and, and trying to create that habit of setting aside that time and either waking up early in the morning or if you're an evening runner, making sure you have those evening moments set aside so that you can start getting into the habit because we all three here know because we have trained for these long distance races it's a lot of work it's a lot of Mm -hmm. your life being Mm -hmm. sacrificed i mean how many times did we have to say to friends no i can't come to saturday brunch i got a long run in the morning like this isn't happening so getting back into that habit i um, see so you're you're getting you're getting used to not only running you're getting used to what that means for the rest of your life Yes. And the base training really is a good time. I'm uh, one of my closest friends and an incredible run coach, Heather Jergensen. She's amazing. She talks about Jorgensen Jergensen. Oh yeah. It's (laughs) way back. You guys probably have a similar (laughs) relatives. (laughs) Sorry. At Ellis Island, they were like, you'll yeah, take definitely. this letter. Here's the Jurgensons and here's the Georgesons. <laughs> Jurgensons. We're just going to switch that those two letters. Yep. But she talks a lot about this time being a time of 
time on your feet getting used to being mm. back oh, yeah, on your sure. feet for, you yep. know, getting used to your legs hitting the pavement that mm-hmm. many times a week, you know. Also a great time to figure out, do I need new running shoes? Do I need mm. to okay, uh, yeah. switch up my game with running shoes instead of waiting until training starts and then, God forbid, like plantar fasciitis or something because you were in the wrong shoes mm-hmm. before you even started. Okay, so we're almost 13 years into this. I just want to get this terminology correct. So base training is basically training before training. Is that basically <laughs> is. what base, base training that's is? Basically what it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and and when you, when you mentioned the goofy challenges in January, right? That that actually is our time frame. And so everything that you're saying right now, Anthony and I are taking notes on because this is what we should be doing, mm-hmm. right? Because we are in that we are in that base training time or in yeah. our training before the training, which I think is helpful yeah. for our listeners to hear, right? Some of them that. have been yeah. asking like, when does the schedule start? We're, we actually don't feel like we're there yet. And right. so this is very timely for us. Basically, we're writing everything down and are going to do everything. <laughs> feverishly taking notes. Feverishly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So, are you are you both? That's your that's that's the goal. Goofy Goofy's race and a half challenge. Oh gosh, no, 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 I'm, no, no, I'm no. just saying that oh, that okay. is the time frame we're looking at. Okay, like okay. November okay. to January, we're looking like end of November to early January is probably yeah. where we're gonna land in the race that we're gonna do. Oh, fantastic. Okay, okay. Then yeah, you're looking. At, now's your base training time. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're doing it. You're doing. <laughs> Sweet. You did it. You did the, it. Have you um, done the Goofy challenge twice? Oh and I'm about my. to do it a third time. You're and incredible. The goofy is a half yeah. and a full, right? It's the half and a full. Um, I'm hoping to do Dopey 2023. That's my goal. But I tell you what, those those early morning wake up calls are no joke at Run yes, Disney. You right. know, they're waking you up at like you got to get there by you know three thirty on that bus, mm-hmm. and then you know, um, yeah. And it's 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 quite the race, but it's so fun it's mm. i mean there's a roller coaster that you can ride in the middle of Ex- expedition everest they just pop you right on there Wait, they're what? like runners the okay, coaster so that is, is a- amazing yes. i did the disney half that's the only disney race i've done my wife has done the princess half twice so when we I'm used so to jealous. live in Best. we used to live in tampa for 10 years or St. Pete but i don't remember getting to ride i just did a race i just did a race at St. Pete oh did you do gasparilla beautiful area Okay. I did the Shamrock. Oh, oh yeah, the Shamrock okay. race that they just had. Oh, yeah, about I a month ago St. now. Pete, I love St. Pete. I, okay. I still get emails, Anthony, because we did the oh yeah, we did the Saint triathlon Anthony's. there. Yep. I still I still get emails from that like race series, and so that's why I recognize mm. the Shamrock. Right. I was like, yeah, love it. I was invited to that. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome but yeah so the roller coaster happens in the marathon oh, so let rules. this be a if this oh, like yeah, expedition okay. everest mm-hmm. oh cool it didn't happen this year because they changed the race course but usually it happens around mile 13 i will tell you as a runner when you sit down in those seats at yeah. mile 13 you don't know if you're going to actually get up out of right expedition that's what i would be afraid and keep on going. And if and if they if i got to ride spaceship earth halfway through i just wouldn't oh. get up i mean speaking of mattress there's, you know there's an, actually there's runners Could you have an that, ice bath there's runners that t- <laughs> there are runners that i know of in my i, I run with a team called team shenanigans and oh, they name. look for things to have fun during races and a couple of them 
were able to schedule fast passes. Mm -hmm. So they did Expedition Everest. Mm -hmm. They got to Hollywood Studios in the marathon route in time to get a fast pass what? for Tower of Terror. Yeah, this, you're Dude, speaking Tower my language here. This would be amazing. Jump to Rock and Roller Coaster, oh. ride that, and then finish the race. I love Not to mention stopping. I mean, my husband and I yeah. have this tradition because he doesn't run, but I stop for a beer for him at mile 25, Hello. which is roughly around England. And then he yeah, has yeah. like that frosé for me in France at oh, mile wow. 25. And we just like exchange like a baton, oh. and we I just keep on going. So there are goosebumps. Okay, so there are chill bumps on chill bumps here. There's the tough mutter, and then there's this. Right? There's those. <laughs> yeah, which will you choose? Uh, okay, so you are you are motivating those people who who actually the, those it. races are possible in in that in that kind of time frame. So. Everyone now is in base training now that you've kind of We're pitched that. Training. We are all base training. What's so, the training before base training? Like yeah. so pre-base? Pre-base? Base training. So you're not looking at major miles. You're not looking at anything like that. You're Got looking it. at getting your body out there. Yeah. Maybe, you know, may, for me, I try to do um, at least two four-mile runs during mm -hmm. my actual weekdays. Okay. Um, and and sometimes I, I break that up. I'm just trying to get a little bit of mileage on my feet. Foundational miles, right? To, yeah, yeah, nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. There's no quote-unquote long runs in this base training. But I will tell you as a, as a, a fitness instructor, this is the time to really get good at strength training. Okay. Because mm -hmm. I know for myself and I know for so many, we all go into training with this group. Like, we're like, oh, we're going to be so good at those cross training days and those strength training days. It's not going to be just about the miles. It's going to be about all the other aspects of, of training. And then we do like three weeks where we're like, we are on it. We're on fire. I've got my Peloton app. Everything's good. And then all of a sudden, slowly and slowly, just like foam rolling, it starts to be a distant memory <laughs> yeah. that we don't really incorporate uh -huh. anymore. And it, it becomes about only running. So um, for my runners right now, I am really on top of them about let's let's learn how to be good at days when you're not running and, yeah. and, and get good at, at what strength training means and what does actual core work mean and why mm -hmm. is that beneficial to, to your run? Because honestly, you cannot only be running yeah it, it, your body just, sure. it, you know you you, you got to do other things you got to mix it up a little bit and base training time is a great time to play around with that figure out what it is that i like to do so that i don't fall off yeah. on when it comes to strength training because i think we're humans we get bored we get mm -hmm. you know i get on this bike and watch my favorite youtubers and before i know it i've got at least 30 minutes in yeah. with a bike on days i'm not running so base training is a good time to start you know looking at your goals and i think i mentioned this in that post visualize mm. you know i I think one of the best feelings is, and I was doing this when I was training for New York City, is to put on your favorite song, whatever that last song is on your playlist oh, yeah. that you're creating. Yep. Yep. And as you're out there on your training run, like picture that finish line, picture that mm. song in your mm. ears, yeah. the crowds or whatever might be around yeah. you. That and, chocolate and milk that you get to drink, that, that banana, that ice cold <laughs> beer. That, that yeah, you. Pond. You put in that post, you said, 
put your goals to paper, which I love. I mean, like yes. I'm like getting so lit up on the inside, like future goals and future plans, like light me up. So, mm-hmm. and then you said, create a vision board, see that finish line oh, and yeah. see yourself crossing it. So I yes, really I love, love that. that positive visualization. I, I'm so tempted to like, just imagine the hardest part, even in the right. stage, even yep. in base training. Totally. I'm like, oh, remember how it's, I yep. almost pooped my pants here or my knee hurt there. <laughs> the wall there. Or I had a headache yeah. here or I'm so mad at yeah. the world here. Yeah. I love this kind of like, remember how fun it is. Remember how amazing it is. Yeah. Uh, at, at the finish line in particular, but there's so much fun and amazing stuff that happens during that race. I love that visualization it, idea. Yeah, it's so... I, I put on... I usually put on Lose Yourself by Eminem. That's that's usually my yeah, last one. song one of my that songs gets to me run in too, it. Yeah. Songs to run yeah. to from season two, I and, think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I will... Ju- I will... <laughs> I will visualize myself coming across those finish lines and it is such a good feeling and it gives me this, like, boost of endorphins. Do not miss your chance to blow this opportunity you know, and, and, and creating the vision board, what, whatever that means to you. Yep. I know some people Love have, that. like, they think of in high school and how your your home economics teacher would have you maybe do something like that. But really, it's like, who are the people that inspire you? Listen to their stories. You know, like I said, mm. I watch a lot of YouTubers. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I need to get jazzed about running again, I'll go back and rewatch runners that have inspired me in the oh, past. Yeah. That's good. I'll see them going through their training and, and I'll be like, oh, I got to get out there. Oh, yeah, I can do this. Um, I have this like $5, I'm looking at it right now, week. It's only a week long, but it's a dry erase board. And I write out what my training is and I keep it to where I can like actually see it each day. So I know what each day holds for me and it's dry erase. So if I need to make a change, I make a, you know, a change. I think the other thing I put on there, and this is a hard one too, is hydration. Oh, right. Getting in the habit of drinking water because for it doesn't matter where you live in the United States. Chances are you're going to hit some hot days in the summer. Sure. And the bulk of your of these training programs happen in the summer. I mean, yes. Very it's good the point. hottest time yep. of year. That's going to be rough. Yeah. That's you gotta, like, you got to yeah. get the water in now. I love yeah, that. We, yeah. We, we talk about racing in the fall, racing in the winter because it's cooler. But mm-hmm. kind of like one of the things you forget about is that you're going to do a lot of your training during the summer. Yeah. And to quote our new favorite running coach, Laura Fry, she says, <laughs> get friendly with your water bottle. <laughs> so, just to okay, keep I, going I, back to you your probably post. Mean like, you probably mean like take it around with you everywhere, right? Not just when yeah. you're running. Like get, mm-hmm. get used to drinking yes. the proper amount of water. And get used to it because, well, and I have found that because I wear my mask so often and I, in New York City, definitely, we, sure. we had a different situation when it came to masks and having to wear them a lot is I don't hydrate as well because mm. of needing to pull it down and drinking. So I've had to get back in the habit of hydrating and actually hydrating in the morning, which I'm a go-to coffee person. I need coffee immediately yes. upon waking. Yes, and I've been making it a habit to first have some, you know, room temperature water as mm-hmm. soon as I wake up. So I'm not putting coffee on, you know, a stomach that's that's been doing nothing. Um, so yeah, getting get get used to that because you need that hydration. Obviously, fueling can be one of a runner's greatest joys mm-hmm. and biggest enemies in, in their running journey. And and keeping yourself hydrated is going to keep moments like 
you were just mentioning, <laughs> mile whatever happening. Yeah. If you hydrate properly, usually you can you can forego a lot of of, of crash moments in your training. Yes. So yes. yeah, I love that. So yeah. One thing you said at the end of that post, your your fourth kind of like tip was be your own best hype person. Get excited. Training yes. is hard. Racing and hard is hard. Would you say that's like being the good part of the negotiator going all the way back to that? Like, like be the, be your best, like, like in the self-sabotage, I see that as setting yourself up for failure. Maybe this person is setting yourself up for success. Yes. Like be that hype person. Yeah. I love that. Yes. And um, I am a firm believer. I say this in my classes all the time. I believe that we were all made to do hard things. I don't think we Mm. would have been created otherwise. Mm. We are amazing, strong, incredible science experiments in the most beautiful way. And I, I... I find that if I can learn to be my own best cheerleader, and I say this Mm. in my classes when I'm making people hold two and three minute planks, I'm like, listen, running, you're like Pilates. Um, (laughs) But I, you know, I'm a firm believer that in order to successfully run races and to be a runner, you do need to have a a wonderful support system around you. You know, Mm -hmm. I couldn't be the runner I am today if I didn't have people who showed up to the races to cheer me on or, you know, help Mm -hmm. me and be okay with how my crazy my schedule gets. But at the end of the day, it's you and you alone that puts those miles on your legs and gets you personally to that finish line. So you have to learn to be your, your best hype person. You've got to tell yourself, listen, I'm worthy of showing up to this, this start line. I am worthy of every day I put into this training and to make sure at the end of, so let's say Goofy's race and a half challenge. If you're following the Jeff Galloway plan, that's about a 29 week (laughs) training journey. So you look at that training plan and you're like, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, there's no way. And I tell my runners when we get to that taper, I want you to take a moment, sit one full day. You're not running. You're not doing anything. You're going to look at that training plan. You're going to look back on Mm -hmm. all of those weeks leading up to that taper. Mm -hmm. And I want you to remind yourself of that day 29 weeks ago when you said to yourself, there is no way I can juggle life and do this. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? You just did. (laughs) And that is the success of this race. The race itself, that's just your your victory lap. The training... That is, that's what you got, that you earn the medal. You earn the medal without that race because there, you put no in that work. There's no more incredible feeling. It, yeah. I, I, and I'm, I'm not kidding. Like I can think of very few more incredible feelings than seeing that those, those X's on that training plan mm. all crossed off. Yeah, it's even better after the race, but even before the race, <laughs> like you're saying, yeah. like to, to realize that was the work, Yeah, that was the thing. And so I love this. Even starting before that, crossing those things out, there's there's some work yeah, to do. There is some work to do. And, and going into, you know, like I said, base training really is about going into your training plan the healthiest yeah. and yeah, strongest that you can start. So, you know, um, they always say if you're training for a marathon, maybe think about that if you're, you know, if you're switching jobs, relocating, if you are moving into a new house or like if there's big life things that are going to affect the training, maybe, you know, we, we say to our clients, maybe we look at a different race at a different time mm-hmm. when your life's not going to be so stressful because obviously stress adds 
a marathon training, half marathon training, that's going to add stress to your body as it is. So we really do want you to be as strong as you can going into it. But I mean, that's kind of just a good, good thought for life. To, yeah. Yeah. To, you know, um, it, I always use the thought with my clients. The reason why we do strength training is so that it makes moving easier moving being like moving apartments in New York City mm-hmm. if you're not very strong there is nothing in the world that sucks more than walking up and down a walk up and trying to <laughs> fill a but the stronger you are it makes it a little easier your muscles absorb yeah. that impact and it's the same with starting training getting mm-hmm. that strength training in starting those small small base miles getting your body back to being used to running again after the year that was and mm-hmm. now we're all of a sudden it's like running's back. Do you guys feel like now there's this whole like thing where we're kind of running around like they'll be here in like an hour mm. where you we're like oh my god running's back running is <laughs> yeah, back I do in person races are back like get, get your <laughs> shoes on we gotta go let's go like, it's like this let's go it's this feeling of like I told my friend yesterday I said. I thought this was going to be a slower transition. Mm-hmm. I, I right. didn't know they were going to have me race in September. Yeah. So I think we're all in that moment of like, uh, I don't know how to do this. Like, how do we, how do we run again? Yeah. Yep. How's that? So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Lots of stuff. Yeah. I want to go take a lap. I want to go take yeah, a lap. Like you were preaching there and I'm literally ready to go take a lap. Just so pumped. So I yeah. was moved yeah. by the spirit. The spirit moved me. Good. I'm here. I proclaim it. I proclaim Good. it. Okay. Good. You guys, you guys are spirit people. I'm a bullet point person. So I'm going to read, the, I'm going to read all the, all the bullet points I just took to defeat some self-sabotage in this stage and to get into some helpful base training. So here's what I wrote down. Start working on your consistency, not only in running, but what that means for the rest of your life. Do strength training as a part of that and get used to that. Visualize in helpful ways. Mm -hmm. Put your goals down on paper or on the wall or whatever. Hydrate, get used to hydration. And then finally be your own hype person as a way to set that inner person up against the self-sabotaging mm-hmm. negotiator. Mm-hmm. Ooh, all right, that's a lot. And so we're going to leave you listeners with that. We love to hear your thoughts on that. There's a lot of ways to contact us. Um, the best place to go is bit.ly slash runners block. You can tell us your own runners blocks there, but you can also find all of our socials. You can call us on the Gomer phone. That number, Anthony, is 608 622 7669. That's 608-NAB-PONY. Go to our website, Facebook, Instagram, email. All of that is at 2Gomers. Leave us some feedback right now. Don't wait. We're trying to get up to 500 ratings and reviews. We're trying to push down some negative reviews. Come on. <laughs> so go to Apple Podcasts right now and give it's us a one, positive review. It's just one, but it's not review. very nice. It's, it's just one. We want it to get down <laughs> If you like what you hear, if you're new to the podcast, you can check out our 10th anniversary episodes on this feed. September through November 2018 is a great place to get to know who we are, what we're all about. And then you can go all the way back to the start. Support the Gomers. Patreon.com slash two Gomers. We've got our T2 episode up there Mm. on our bonus disc. We're about to record in just a little bit. Gomer Jobs High School Edition, <laughs> where we talk about our stupidest jobs in high school and not stupidest, I mean, just our, our jobs. Best jobs. We, we've gotten dozens <laughs> of amazing feedback, 
<laughs> from the, from the Gomer Nation about their favorite jobs. Thank you to Adam, our webmaster, Jason for graphics, Davis for our music, Annie for our social media, and thank you, Laura, for coming on and helping us confront our self-sabotaging block with amazing practical advice. Thank you guys so much for having me. This has been a blast. So fun. So fun, Laura. Awesome to meet you. We look forward to the one day when we can meet you in person and maybe run or something like that. Goofy's race and half challenge. Yes, or get some Dole Whip. That's that's the other thing we're pining for is some Dole Whip. That's a guilty pleasure. I'm just trying to think about the- what my setup would be for a Disney run. There would be Dole Whip involved. There would be a lobster roll. Oh, yeah. There would be getting there early so I could get on Rise of the Resistance. And then, of course, they call you at a certain time of the day. And so you have to stop running and then go and go to Rise of Resistance, wherever it is. <laughs> wherever you are in the race, you have to run to Galaxy's Edge. I don't think I would be a very good Disney runner. But I I, I mean, you, you've really got me going around that. You would be an excellent Disney runner because there were runners back before Rise of the, you know, getting the boarding pass now yep. that had people in line getting them the board, boarding pass while they were in the starting corral uh-huh. and then they made sure they ran the pace they needed to incredible to hit that's that yeah. boarding pass i love that that's a I carrot love it so that's much. a carrot right <laughs> yes, like if you could see that pace team in front of you like you can follow that no problem <laughs> they had this sign that was like boarding pass pace right or they, they like every the- they have rides on the like if you want to ride small world <laughs> yeah. then be in this pace group <laughs> right if you choose small world as your, as your I love pace small group world. ride i know it is the sweetest i, I love mary blair so I, I feel you on that one yeah so. all right great awesome. app super fun man remember if we can do it you can do it. And happy running. Coming Tuesday on the bonus disc, I have big six years in the making news that any listener of our podcasts has heard about in part. But now that a miracle has happened, we tell the story in full. It's a very special episode called Stephen Bought a House, which, yes, is a semi-clever play on the title of that one Matt Damon movie a couple years back. Subscribe now at patreon.com slash twogomers.